my nieces and nephews, and welcome to Auntie JoJo's Library. My library is open to all listeners, but it was specifically created for my seven wonderful nieces and nephews. This episode, I'll be telling you the story of Cornelia Phillips Spencer. She was a poet, social historian, and journalist with close ties to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. She was instrumental in reopening the university after a five-year shutdown during the Reconstruction era. Let's get started. Cornelia Phillips Spencer, University Advocate. Cornelia Phillips Spencer immigrated to the United States from England in the late 1700s and later moved to Chapel Hill in 1826. Her father, James Phillips, held a job at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill in the mathematics department. Despite living on the edge of campus and her father being employed by the college, Cornelia was not allowed to attend the university. In her teens, she would often visit the university to discuss various studies with professors. She was sometimes allowed to sit in on lectures and borrow books from the libraries. Cornelia had a constant urge for learning and was a gifted poet and writer. She had no formal schooling, but drew her education from reading, meeting interesting people, and keeping in contact with prominent people such as the former governor of North Carolina, David Lowry Swain. Cornelia married in 1855 and moved for a short period of time to Alabama. After her husband's passing in 1861, she returned to her father's home in Chapel Hill. This is when she began writing columns for the North Carolina Presbyterian and the Raleigh Sentinel. She published a popular weekly column for the North Carolina Presbyterian called Young Ladies. In her publishings, she tested her own ideas about suitable roles for women. Cornelia did not believe in the image of a Southern lady. She preferred plain and basic items over ruffles and fluff of the typical Southern woman. Governor Zebulon B. Vance encouraged Cornelia to write a book, so she gathered material for this book during the Civil War. The book was titled The Last 90 Days of the War in North Carolina, and it was published in 1868. The book represents the last three months of the Civil War. During this same time, the university had been occupied by federal cavalry. This caused a decrease in enrollment. Cornelia thought this showed that the Union military forces had very little respect for the country's first state college. She began to criticize the university president and all his close associates. Buildings with the university were neglected and the school's finances were so faint that they were not able to afford to repair any damages. Cornelia became an advocate for the university. She urged members of legislature to close the campus in 1870. She feared the school would be victim to reconstruction politics. The following year, the trustees of the university decided to close the school and the president was removed by a court order. She was also instrumental in the reopening of the university after the Reconstruction era. She wrote numerous letters to editors and state leaders, and on March 20, 1857, the university said they would be opening back up. 
Cornelia climbed to the roof of the South Building and rang the bell to celebrate the victory, which was the same date as her 50th birthday. She continued to contribute to the university. She wrote and sang a hymn for the official reopening on September 15, 1875. She also began to help organize the community events and keep track of the alumni records. In 1895, she became the first woman to receive an honorary degree from the university. In 1894, Cornelia moved to Massachusetts to live with her daughter. She passed away on March 11th of 1908. She is buried at Chapel Hill and special awards and a residence hall are named in her honor. Thank you so much for joining me in my library for the reading of this story. There's a lot more information about Cornelia Spencer that you can find on womenshistoryblog.com, ncpedia.org, northcarolinahistory.org, and searching the records of The Daily Tar Heel. Don't forget, the month of March, I'll be sharing stories that I've written about women that have made history here in North Carolina. We only have four episodes left this month because I'm releasing episodes every Tuesday and every Thursday the month of March. You can also send me a request for a story at auntiejojoslibrary at gmail.com or you can send me a voicemail through the app that you're listening to this podcast on. I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you.